and boom goes the dynamo. Welcome to episode 113 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me today is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing on this fine April the 20th of in the year of our Lord 2022? Oh, is that what day it is? It I didn't is. know. I had no idea, Jeff, that that's what day it was. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I, boy, I, if you thought the uh i was too high for the podcast bit was bad last week just wait oh it is a holday happy 420 it's the 20th of four uh to all those who celebrate i had been celebrating during dynamite and uh i'm super high jeff you've been celebrating since look you you messaged me at 8 a.m my time so yeah i i know how long you well, i wanted you to prepare i just you know I, I as you know your 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 partner in this podcast it was uh it behooved me to uh exert my professionalism upon you and, and say to prepare uh for me to be uh ready to podcast <laughs> uh you know i i do think it, it just occurred to me though it seems slightly unfair that that that, that this day does fall on the day after the end of Aries season, and I'm a little, maybe a little upset about that. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> so I'm that sorry to this. all those whose astrological signs um, align either uh, for or against that, whichever way is good or bad, because I don't know. Well, uh, I you mean, think I would know more? My girlfriend is an astrology person, but uh, yeah. I'm not good at retaining information about well, astrology. Well, I, I think trying today, to teach it to me for a long time. Yeah, today is the first day of Taurus season, I think. So, ah, well, happy Taurus season. I hope yeah. there's a lot of baked uh, Tauruses out there. Yeah, uh, well, celebrating I mean, the beginning of and, your and let's face it. Let, let, let's face it. You know, uh, we we'll just you know, be, being Aries, we'll just claim it an extra day. Why not? Fuck Take it. your extra day, Aries. You know what? You can have it. Have, yeah, I don't. I don't even. I barely knew what day it was. I knew dynamite was today, and that's we were going to be here. Yes. So I knew that much was going on, and and I made it. And I made it. I'm here. So uh, what did you do this past weekend, Paul? Um, uh, what did I do? I don't. I don't even know, dude. That was a long time ago. Why are you asking me these questions about the past? Because I went to Villa Park, Illinois. Oh yeah, the, you oh, did yeah. that. I did that. I went there. God, that uh, was like months ago. If by months you mean, hold on, math is hard. Four days ago. Oh really? Damn. Time flies, yeah. Huh? No, it was. Uh, no, shit. that was a fun, fun show. Uh, I didn't get a chance uh, to catch it, right. but uh, the, the the matchups were really interesting, and I heard a lot of interesting stuff. So yeah, give us a couple of minutes worth of what was uh, good from Whitney City Riot. Well, I. We missed the first two matches, including the the uh, the the uh, Rocky Romero Wheeler Yuta versus you know L.A. Dojo Young Lions uh, dark match because uh, it turns out that that match happened at six thirty and we hadn't even left our house yet. <laughs> Unfortunate uh, bell times are bell times, folks. Got to keep. Uh... Well, bell time was seven, so we we tried to. You get didn't there. even did they advertise any pre shows or stuff? You just did. They just were like. Well, that no, was it. They said it was a like dark it. match. I just figured, okay, it's just going to be like the first, ma- you know, the first match of right. the card. And so, um, no, and actually we got there and we had to drive around for 10 additional minutes to find parking. Uh, we love parking in the suburbs of uh, yeah. Chicago land. Yeah, that, that was always fun. a great experience. And then we get there and there's a, still a line out the door. 
folks be ready also we're gonna have to talk about uh parking and transport in chicago later on uh, oh yes show. we are uh, uh speaking of new japan pro wrestling and the city of chicago there are some developments uh yes uh, to there get are. into there and uh w- with that in mind um so we got to our seats uh once we finally found them because they, it wasn't laid out very clearly um we got to our seats and i noticed that the there's like a, a lot of people in our surrounding row I'm noticing they're all wearing Rocky Romero t-shirts. I'm like, this is a lot like, I said, you're big fans of Rocky Romero. Oh, why are you out- surprised that there are big fans of Rocky Romero? He's, he's really good. Yeah. It turns out it was his family, including well, his, mo- including his mother. I've met rock. We, I talked with Rocky Romero's mama. Shout out Rocky's mom. Uh, very, very nice. That's, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure everyone has a great time. One of the people I've ever met. Love to see like a, a wrestler and athlete get to have their family out to see them compete or perform. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was fun. I uh, sat by Pudge's family uh, during an all-star weekend at home run derby. And when it was in Detroit in like 2005, uh, Pudge Rodriguez's mom and family were around there. They were super nice people as well. Oh, it's nice. really cool to see that hat. Like you get to have that experience. You can tell everyone's there generally have a great time. Love that. Yeah. So wholesome moments in wrestling. Yeah. So it was like a lot of his in-laws, I guess, were were here in the area, and then uh, his mom flew out. So it was like, oh, ah, that's cool. cool. So yeah, she was one of the sweetest people we ever met. Um, ah. I loved. Uh, I, I I screamed in a way that I haven't screamed at a wrestling show since uh, Madison Square Garden. Are you going to try to, can you approximate it here? Can you tell us like what kind of, can you give us like a, I can't, I'll get, I'll get yelled at. Was it, was it like a Yelp? Was it like a, Oh yeah. It was like a, was it like a, like a, like a a soy? Like I, like you can't see it listener, but Jeff kind of did like a sort of soy face kind of situation there. So like, it was a, like, if you think of like Jeff, like doing like a full soy, like kind of, I'm thinking like some sort of like, uh, yeah, like a, ah, like kind of yeah, like that yeah. sort of thing, but maybe like an extended sort of like ah. Yeah, so the the, the last time I screamed like that at a wrestling show was when Great Muda made a surprise appearance at during the Honor Rumble at Madison Square Garden. Great so, Muda. Yeah. Um. This time it was because of who Jay White's mystery opponent was, and it started out with John Moxley on the video screen just saying, "Go get him, Shooter." Ah, right. It was sure. And, and there was like a half second where I saw Mox. I was like, is this Danielson? Because, you know, they were two, the other two members of the Blackpool Combat Club were there. So I was like, oh, shit, is this Danielson? No, it was Shooter. And that was like was 10 shooter. times better. <laughs> Good for Shooter. Yeah, it's real nice. Uh, we're going to have to talk about Jay White in a little bit here, too. Oh, so uh, we are going to have to talk about Jay White. But well, Jay White also, foreshadowing. Uh, John Moxley um, bled. Uh, John Moxley bled a lot in that match and it seems to be a uh, uh, a bit of a pattern with john moxley's uh, outside of aew exploits and a lot of his inside of aew exploits. yeah guy likes bleeding here. guy likes to bleed um and also there was that that street fight um match that uh a lot of it took place right by us so we were oh, kind of happy about that and it turns out that was 99% sure that was Juice Robinson's finale in New Japan because he said he was not returning to New Japan after uh, the 30th uh, when his contract elapses, and there are no more New Japan of America shows happening. So yeah, he's uh, also said he's not really motivated to wrestle at all at this point. He yeah. might not wrestle for a while, so we'll, we'll I mean, see. He, That's he it for be, Juice. Uh, I mean, he's he really be, done some interesting stuff. But. Yeah, he is, and you know what? He He's really redeemed himself over the last seven years since the C.J. Parker uh, days in NXT. I mean, and, he made the most out of what they gave him in NXT too. Like that guy, you could like was working really hard with just a bunch. You know, he was saddled with uh, a, a losing situation, even in developmental there. Yeah, uh, but I thought he made the most of it. He did some kind of interesting stuff there too. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, I mean, he still has one of my favorite matches of all time in 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 recent years. Uh, that match in San Francisco, him and Jay White. Uh, that you know also prompted a shoot by. Uh, uh, Josh Barnett. That's the, the Josh uh, Barnett one, right? Yeah. right? When they got too close to Jim Ross. Yeah, and they, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, that, that ended up costing Josh Barnett a job at Access. So. <laughs> yeah, whole thing. So uh, that one went uh, sideways for Josh. Yeah, it, it kind of did, but uh, no, anyway, a fun show. I'm really glad. And this was a show I was kind of iffy on too. And then uh, we went. I was like, oh, this is uh, this is great, folks. The moral here is go to wrestling. If there's wrestling near you, go. 
go attend the wrestling show. And then I will buy up, a ticket, go see some wrestling. And then I woke up early the, the next morning to take my son out to a pub in Chicago so I could watch uh, Celtic lose to Rangers. And I was very upset about that. So Hi, Rangers, you know, my, my family is, uh, my family's pretty split because they're from Motherwell and like, no one really cares about, you know, the team Motherwell because they're garbage. But, uh, uh, you know, well, uh, you know, it's funny, the wind's blown, but I was, what? when I was a kid, when I was over there, most of my family was pro Rangers. And like, I got a Rangers shirt when I was, when I was a lad. So uh, yeah, I was na- kind of more nationalistic. Yeah, nationalistic fucking shite bags. Well, yeah. Uh, but actually, ironically, we were sat by. So, like, the difference between the Celtic fan group in Chicago and going to see, like, the Arsenal fans in, in their pub, uh, the Arsenal fans are mostly, like, young hipsters. The Celtic fans are, like, old Scotsmen. <laughs> So we yeah, sat right. to a guy who was from Motherwell originally. So I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's my family's hometown. Motherwell. Very familiar. I've been over there uh, a couple of times. So, yeah. Uh, I have, yeah. Uh, walked the streets of Motherwell. Yes, indeed. Candy's drinking iron brews. I've got a couple of iron. You know what? I was going to, I got some iron brews right here. Ooh, I, love iron brew. oh, I, I love an iron brew. Oh, I love, oh, that brew. taste, that taste. You it's can't like, replicate it. I mean, like, as, like in my old, age, like it, yeah, in my advanced age, I definitely can't drink more than like a couple of sips in one before I want to die. But uh, very important as a child, going, I got to go over there and drink them, or my family would come visit and they like bring over a six pack, you mm. know, in their in their bag, and I get to have some there. It was always a treat. Hey, it's like a, before, like, there was, it's like it was a weird bubblegum cream soda flavor. You yeah, know? It's and it's like... just loaded with caffeine. Oh sugar. god, yeah, absolutely. Like most Scottish snacks and and foods and things, just bad for you in all of the possible ways they can make it bad for you. Uh, but it rocks. Yeah, but it's yeah. delicious, you know, much like, you know, any of their good food is just deep fried seven times. Yep. Uh, all their bu- all their best booze is also loaded with caffeine and uh, <laughs> you know, makes you want to die and or kill. So, uh, oh, yeah, we have a wrestling show to review. So maybe we should go oh, yeah. live to the Whoa, Peterson live. Event Center. Wait a second. In... Live, Jeff? Are you sure? Yes. In the Peterson Event Center in my ancestral home of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. We start right off with our first match of the evening, CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. Amazingly, apparently the first time they've ever faced off each other. They were, I guess, uh, in a tag team, like a six-person tag or something somewhere. Uh, I was looking at the stats. They had they had met or were on the same team, maybe, something like that in WWE at some point. But that's been it. Yeah. Never yeah. Never a singles match. Uh, so, one that, I mean, this is like, if you know me, dear listener, right up my alley. This is like a match I would I would book for Dustin Rhodes any day. I was super excited for this one. You know, I, 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 uh, it was, I, I found it to be, of course, I, I will admit, I was kind of colored on this one because my fire stick was fucking up, so I had to reboot it. Well, did, a, a Jeff Bezos times. needs to uh, get his shit together so you can watch this whole match. That's right. I, you know, <laughs> again, uh, maybe, you know, not in the best uh, state to retain all of my, you know, knowledge of this match and my short-term memory of really any of the show, but... I remember really enjoying it and uh, I really liked the pacing. It was like a fucking masterclass in like good wrestling pacing. It was about a 20 minute match, right? Like it went damn near 20. Uh, I think pretty close. Yeah. 15 to 20, I think. And and it felt like they could have gone 15 to 20 more to even 30 more if they really had to. Like this match was so well paced and so well timed. It was so deliberate. You know, it was very, and, and you see a lot of the takes out there, people talking about it, it was feeling like, you know, 1970s or early 70s wrestling. That's because it did. It really did evoke that sort of like, uh, like sportatorium vibes, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I just, I didn't know if it was a great match, but it was a very good match. It didn't have to be great, right? Like, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, every, it doesn't have to yeah. be great. It had and, to be good. And, and, and you know, let's, really lest we forget Pittsburgh is a wrestling town. I mean, let, let's, yeah, Pittsburgh's let, good. For, I mean, Bruno. Well, Bruno, my, my distant relation, luscious Johnny V. Uh, uh-huh. was from there, uh, you know, and uh, my my uncle has told me that how he would watch studio the show Studio Wrestling, which I I came to find out Giant Baba actually wrestled in oh, Studio wow. Wrestling. Uh, it was like a TV show on Saturdays. 
And my, my dad used to watch Bobo Brazil on, I think he was on, was he on big time wrestling in Detroit? No, Terry Funk was on big time wrestling in Detroit. Right. Um, oh, there was a couple other guys that were on. I think Bandu's Brown was on there. But yeah, oh, I mean, big time's really cool. There's some big time archives out there on YouTube and on the crispy lettuce drive. Yeah. Unfortunately, and, uh, there's not a lot of uh, studio wrestling footage I've, I've learned. So that, that kind of stinks. Yeah, you know, to, yeah, to no, go I find I that. Recall it. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, yeah, definitely a, a wrestling town. And, uh, yeah, th- this was a good old-fashioned wrestling match. Uh, CM Punk does get the win. Dustin's Doesn't... 53 years old, Jeff. Yeah, but he ain't even the oldest guy on the AEW roster. As He's not even the oldest guy that wrestled tonight. tonight. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> but, we're... man, he looks fucking great. He's so smooth. Like, and you know, Excalibur said it uh, during the broadcast that he's looked as good as he has maybe in his entire career. And that's not, like, hyperbole from a commentator. He's not bullshitting. He's doing some of the best actual in-ring work of his career in his 50s. Unbelievable. Uh, after the match, uh, respect was shown between the two. And then uh, Adam, oh, yeah. Page Great moment. Adam Page comes out and uh, has a little bit of a stare down with uh, with with uh, with Mr. Brooks. This was all you really needed, right? This was the best seed you can plant. Just let them look right at each other and let everybody go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that is a, that is your double or nothing main event. I mean, there's oh, yeah. no there's no oh, question. Yeah. Yep, let's and and great time to start building it now. We got uh just under two months. Uh two. we have the new T- two try we got we have uh four to five weeks, brother. Uh oh Memorial Day, man. Yeah, I guess it yeah, is Memorial it. Day. I guess it is April twentieth, isn't it? Uh, yes it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh backstage we get footage from when uh Wardlow shows up and Mark Sterling is there uh with us with a whole shit ton of security, a set of cuffs, and a message from NJF uh saying eat shit, pig. Did they blank out his shit? They for did you? They did. Why? They say shit all the time. I wonder I, why they blanked and then and then Wardlow said bitch seconds later. I, it was I, I, weird that they blanked that shit out. I'm thinking that because it was a pre-tape, they they blanked it out. Because usually they don't get it on a live mic, and you know they don't usually do the cough button. Or but they whatnot. let people say shit all the time on uh, that show. It man, was, I it was a know. weird. It was a weird shit beeping. Yeah, it, I, it was, was. A, It was a strange censoring of just one particular shit. Like Mark Sterling gets the uh, Chuck Taylor treatment. He's the only one other one not allowed to say shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. On Dynamite. That's right. Uh, speaking of Chuck Taylor and former partners of Chuck Taylor, we go right into our second match of the evening in which the, the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta, and John Moxley uh, take on the team of Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, Tiger style right from Pittsburgh, and uh, Brock Armson, where was Darius? Uh, I don't know. Chilling. Yeah, I don't out. know. That's kind of weird. He was hanging out. Uh, uh, you it, know, I know he worked on Dark recently. Maybe he's working off some rust and stuff, and they just wanted to do it in this configuration. I, I guess. I don't know. You know, it, it's just funny, though, that the story here is, you know, Brock Arnson now has to team with, you know, uh, Dante Martin and Lee Moriarty. And, you know, we, and we open up with Dustin Rhodes, too. Boy, Cody Rhodes leaving has left some people high and dry creatively, has, has, hasn't he? I don't know. I mean, D- Dustin gets this match with CM Punk, which, I mean, what else can you really ask for when you're Dustin Rhodes? What an incredible high-profile match and, like, a great chance to do exactly what Dustin wants to do at this stage in his career. And uh, Lee Moriarty, uh, or I'm sorry, Brock Arnson, getting a chance to mix it up with the Blackpool Combat Club, one of the hottest acts in pro wrestling, Jeff. Uh, can we talk? Uh, speaking of which, speaking of hot acts in pro wrestling, rejoice, uh, mark it down. Wheeler Yuta dressed like a wrestler, like a television wrestler. He's got boots. He's got tights that look cool and fit him and make him look bigger. Great I mean, stuff. He, he's always looked like a television wrestler, but those tights that though, gear needed to goo. And what? this new gear is much better. No. The, the pants were okay, but they didn't accentuate him right. They made his his figure look strange. And with the, the, the tennis shoes, he looked weird. It wasn't good for his body. If you look at him now, just the difference of wearing boots and changing those tights, he looked much more. Well, like I love a legit the television the professional wrestler. I love the yeah, and the blood of and like yeah. it, was, it was a little bit tougher. Uh, I think he looked uh, a lot better. I thought it, it struck a much different uh, uh, figure for me visually on TV. And I think if you're a sort of on the fence fan and you're not like crazy familiar with Yuta or you don't watch independent wrestling. So your only knowledge 
of Wheeler Yuta is through AEW, I think you're probably going, holy shit, yeah, okay. Okay, this like that, that's probably a big difference. I mean, it, I mean, it, it makes sense that he changed the type of tights he's wearing because you know, and with the pattern, because you know, he's no longer with you know the the, the party crew. He's you know now in, you know yeah, and it serious, looks better on him. Like in, in the, the way serious... it's, it's it's those the way those vertical stripes were set up and like the way that they were kind of configured on him, it just made like his lower half look weird. Like, uh, you know, it didn't look right. This match was fucking great. I mean, it oh, was super fun. There was so much in this match. Big, I really like, enjoyed. really good house show main event vibes, you know, like one of those oh, kind of yeah. deals. Like, it's like one of those things they would have set up at the beginning of a house show where you'd have like a couple people yell at each other, like from the, from the ramp and be like, I'll see you at the end of this show. We'll get a partner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I love I those kind one. of matches, man. Like, I love going to house shows and getting those type of things. Like, I remember going to one in Florida, an NXT one that ended up being, um, Finn Balor uh, teaming up with Billy Gunn to take on uh, Kevin Owens and Tyler Breeze. I remember that was uh, super fun. I remember an old ECW TV episode where, like, so you know, some low level heels were hassling uh, the Blue Meanie and Supernova, and they go back. I'll go, like, okay, we'll we'll come back. They go on the back, and Tommy Dreamer comes out. You know? Yeah, I see all of that kind of shit. Yeah, and it's like that's like one of those deals where like I feel like uh, they could have like set that up where it's like, uh, um, you know, the boys could have went out and got Dante Martin or whatever. Or Brock Arnson. <laughs> Our big surprise is Brock Arnson. Yeah, um, I was a little bummed Dante took the pin on this one, but I mean, he he sold. Someone's got to get sacrificed at the altar of violence. I mean, why you not know what? Bro- I feel like it almost. I almost feel like it's an honor to be the one to get pinned by the Blackpool Combat Club. Like I kind of feel like just the way that this team operates like them, like thriving on violence, right? Like getting your ass kicked by them is becoming sort of a rite of passage, you know, like with it actually being you as rite of passage, like quite right. literally. Yeah. Like I feel like being the one to get pinned is almost like they respect you the most that they're going to pin. you. Yeah. Uh, so, so I kind of uh, feel like it's like giving like the guy who gets the pin a rub in a way it doesn't with other, uh, other matchups, other acts, if you will. Yeah. Well, Let's put a pin in that one. Let's see if uh, how, how that goes. Uh, so Blackpool Combat Club do, do get the win here. Uh, we then go backstage with Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Red Dragon. And uh, everybody's wearing all black everything. And uh, Adam Cole kind of said some... Uh, so, so, some uh, 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 abusive gaslighting shit back there with uh, oh, yeah, all, your, gaslight. all your friends are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what well, those was uh, Kyle O'Reilly like, uh, and uh, Bobby being like, "Where are the young bucks of old? Yeah. Where's all your, where's all your fun gear? Yeah, where's all your cool Amazon j- jumpers, romper outfits you guys got or whatever?" Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, they, they are really starting to set up the the return of Kenny Omega slowly but surely. The seeds are planted. Do you think we see him before Double or Nothing? I think we see him at double or nothing. I think that's the first time we get a we get we see him at all. Yeah, is at double or nothing. I think yeah, so. That makes sense. To me. I think okay. so. At this point, uh, we then come back from commercial. We get a uh, a, a uh, video vignette with Samoa Joe and uh, Team Jay Lethal with Satnam Singh, the largest man to ever appear in AEW. He's so big, Jeff. He's so big. Um. I know we talked about his debut. It was a pretty hot topic after Dynamite last week. It didn't go over so well. It wasn't, you know, exactly put out in, in the right way. Uh, Rampage was like a big do-over. Did you see Rampage last week? I did. Okay. So that segment was just like a do-over of his debut, right? And mm-hmm. they nailed it. Like, it was really good, actually. Wait, wait, wait. Are, wait, are you talking about... Rampage, are you talking about Battle of the Belts? Oh, I'm sorry, Battle of the Belts. It all blended together. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle of the Belts, I'm sorry. That was the Battle of the Belts, Jonathan Gresham match. Uh, Satin Singh comes out, does the whole beatdown. Uh, that was great. I thought that was a really fun segment. And the thing is, Jeff, Satnam Singh is huge. He is a big That boy. is a huge man. Like, huge in a way AEW doesn't have anywhere near that kind of hugeness. And it's a big missing piece if you're going to be the big-time wrestling show. Oh, you yeah. just have to have a giant or two. There's no way around it. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. And I think, that, I mean, and one thing that stood out to me with that segment, the Gresham segment especially, he has like a pro athlete's charisma. Like he has that sort of energy. Like he gets, re- he seems get real hyped up. Um, he feeds off crowd energy. 
I think this guy's got something and I'm really excited to see where it goes now because uh, if they can strike gold with uh, a giant, uh, it's, I think it's a game changer for AEW, truly. That's like one of, the, one of those things that uh, I, I think people are expecting all of their like big talent, you know, and their big scores to come from the wrestling world. And when they can get guys from outside of it, uh, that's like a big, uh, uh, another piece in kind of completing that puzzle to oppose the biggest uh, uh, show in the uh, game. Well, I guess we'll, I guess we will see. Cause New York still like is the giants, right? They're still like the land of the giants. They still do like the big guy stuff. Yeah. Kind of the best. So you need to oppose them in that way. We then get uh, our special announcement from Tony Khan, who brings who brings out uh, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Takami Obari, uh, for the big announcement, which is interrupted by Adam Cole. And I was Adam just like, Cole. fuck off. <laughs> hey, more Adam Cole. Cool. Yeah, great. Yeah, the guy who wasn't over at all in New Japan. <laughs> uh, not according to Adam Cole. Not according to Adam well, Cole. He, he would be literally the only one. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think that's why this worked because you wanted to have a heel kind of deliver it, uh, uh, and the, because of who he's introducing. So the the announcement, the big announcement that was rumored, that was a hot topic over the weekend on wrestling Twitter, uh, and it did break. Sean Ross Sapp sort of broke it uh, earlier today, and so the date and the name were kind of out there as like a wink, wink, hit, hit, nudge, nudge. This is probably what it is. So it was right. all but confirmed on this segment but hey jeff uh you want to did you like going to see new japan pro wrestling in chicago uh, oh i did i did oh well great news jeff i get to do it again on we're going back june the 26th of 2022 that is a sunday at the united center forbidden door new japan x aew uh I am going to make a concerted effort to attend this event. I don't know if I can do uh, that or not. Well, I've already, uh, if I well, can already, make it happen, I certainly will be. I've already promised a couch space to uh, to one Chris Damaseno to get out here. So, of course. Well, I will either uh, be I will spoon with Chris. I'm very happy being little spoon. Um, <laughs> Or you know we can we can figure out some sort of situation. There's plenty of places. I got plenty of uh, of couches to sleep on in Chicago. Fortunately, right on. <laughs> uh, now, mind you, now that I'm, I'm of two. But minds I would like to spoon with Chris just on record, just kind of for fun. I mean, we can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, we can <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> um, so I am just going to mention that. Okay, so one match has already really been seated, and this was seated back in January, because you may remember. Uh, when Kazuchika Okada won the IWGP World Heavyweight Title, and he was talking about, you know, want to be go against uh, go against all the best in the 50th anniversary year of New Japan Pro Wrestling, he did mention CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk did reply with the address to the United Center. That seems to be where where we're going with that. Uh, I don't think anyone would be mad. I think that's the one to do. Yeah, however, that's your main event, right? However. <laughs> Okada versus Penta is still on the fucking table here. Okada versus Penta does is alive. I would imagine he, he is involved probably in some sort of tag situation. I would guess like because you're probably going to get a bunch of tag matches on this show. Let's be real. It's a New Japan show. So, right. But also, but well, there's still the other thing. So like too. temper your but the one thing I want to do is temper my matchup expectations because you're gonna get less singles events than we want. Like for oh, sure, yeah. right? Oh, for you sure. Just, and you being the new Japan guy on this podcast, you know exactly oh, like what sure. we're talking about here. Like uh at the same time, uh there there is one thing that's still maybe hamstringing uh an Okada Penta match, which is the fact that New Japan are still working officially working with CMLL and Penta is still officially working oh, with Triple A. Interesting. I wonder if that could yeah, I wonder if that with the Triple A affiliated people could cause any problems. Yeah. Huh. But you know, but also uh it, it's been confirmed by through myself and Cubs that uh New Japan hold all the leverage in this relationship. So speaking of uh Triple A guys in AEW, Jack Evans uh, not coming back. He's done over there so uh oh, by jack okay. evans his runs over in a damn well i'm sure i think i'll well, probably uh and is probably gonna go too because i mean they're, they're I, there's they're no word on Angelico, uh, uh whether or not he is uh st sticking around well, i would love to see Angelico continue wrestling aw i'm sad that the hybrid two didn't really uh get off the ground 
uh, so to speak, in AEW. I'm big fans of both of them. Yeah, not not in the same way that they did in uh, in uh, Lucha Underground. But Ugh. anyway, uh, Adam Cole then introduces Jay White into the hey, and Jay White cuts My a masterful favorite. cuts a masterful promo. Because, it's a really good promo because Jay White is one this. of the best like, promos in the in if, the game. And, and and shout out Kiwis, I love New Zealanders, I love New Zealand, um, I love Flight of the Concords. It's the the Kiwi accent, truly one of the friendliest accents on earth. Really is just a really friendly, nice accent. It's it's pleasant. It's a very pleasant accent. Jay White, pleasant sounding man. There's just no way he can be intimidating sounding to me ever. Well, you know, that, <laughs> because that, he just sounds so pleasant. Well, you know, that's been my honey's thing about Jay White this whole time is that, you know, she she loved Jay White, you know, Young Lion Jay White, and then, you know, ROH Excursion Jay White. She absolutely fucking hated the Switchblade character and thought that this did not work. Until now, she's seen Switchblade live. Oh, I'm the Switchblade. I'm so tough. And, and and I think it finally is clicking. That was with her. too British. That wasn't very good. Um, but it, <laughs> I like Jay White a lot. No, I do. I do think like I don't. I haven't seen a ton of him uh, outside of AEW. Like I'm not super familiar with his New Japan work. Like kind of only on the fringes. But no, I do think he's he's really good. And I'm excited to see him like work more in AEW. I think there's a lot there for him. Uh, he talks a lot about uh, like Bullet Club and the elite kind of sort of collaborating yeah that's yeah that's the thing now but it's only the but it's only the undisputed elite so kenny omega has not returned yet yeah so they're kind of setting up this this sort of uh possible kenny omega jay white power struggle um wow another bullet club power struggle you don't say (laughs) uh this is this this, yeah but this time jeff (laughs) yeah but this time Uh, we then go backstage with Jade and the baddies and they just kind of say things and she's that bitch. So, uh, I think Kira and red velvet are really good heaters. I think they, they cut a, like a good figure, like with Jade, I thought they all had a really good look together. And I thought like their chemistry, like the way they kind of played off each other a little bit, like they had a good timing, uh, uh velvet and Jade have really grown together and you're starting to see it. And I'm glad that they're uh, working together now. And this is interesting. Uh, we then get our third match of the evening. Uh, Wardlow still in cuffs versus the Butcher. Uh, MJF cuts a little bit of a promo, which you know, I know you're 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 huge on MJF, but right after just hearing Jay White cut a cut, cut a master promo, I thought I'm MJF's like, promo was really good. He was, was super right. funny. It was all right. I thought he was. I, I love when he threw the popcorn on the people below. Him. Well, that was, <laughs> that was fun a really too, nice yeah. touch. Uh, all I can say about the match itself is it was. Big motherfuckers fighting, and that's large you... dudes. Large dudes for like six minutes being really large. And, and uh, hell yeah. Uh, and, and the finish I love was Butch, man. I'm glad Butch is wrestling full time, at least now that he tids uh, uh, kaput. But, uh, well, until he forms yeah. his next band. Yeah. I, uh, well, he did say that he's going to work on uh, with Mikey Ruckus at some point in the future. So I would assume. That means he's probably going to be working on AEW entrance themes in the future. So you might get some Andy Williams guitar on future AEW entrances, which I'm really interested to hear. Four power bombs by Wardlow to the butcher. Woo, that's and, a lot of power bombs. It, that was a lot of power bombs, and that was a lot of. I loved Butcher's uh, fall down power bomb, the one that he slipped and fell on but still got off. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that w- that was kind of fun. Fun match. It it was it was I mean it I mean it was just two guys beating the shit out of each other. Two Wardlow like. notes. One the uh, the handcuff like uh, in in deal when they're walking Superman like down the the thing and he's cuffed and like he knows that he's like uh, I'm just like kind of doing this so you guys feel better about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like Wardlow could just easily smack those at any time. Just, like I'll just I mean if, as long as it makes you feel better, I'll wear them. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Also. Um, MJF with a giant miscalculation here when he says uh, Wardlow's not coming out to any music. He's walking out to no music. Uh, I'm going to own him by doing this. Uh, walking out to no music is hard as fuck. Anyone that walks out to no music instantly is tougher. Yeah. It was awesome. It, it's, it was actually very cool. I remember, remember when Kevin Ash and Scott Hall walked out to no music at Bash of the Beach 96. Uh, the height of uh, Tommaso Ciampa's uh, heel stuff in NXT, he was walking out to no music. It was fucking awesome. Uh, we get a, speaking of masterful promos, Eddie Kingston. Jesus hey, Christ. They even slipped a little Eddie Kingston uh, pre-tape in here. 
Yeah, they did. That was that was amazing. Then we get our fourth match of the evening. By the way, we have another seven match show. Yeah, today. it was seven matches. Wasn't it was. It? I thought it yeah, was a awesome. sixth, but then they there was the seventh was the unadvertised uh, uh, six person, right? That one came late. Yeah, that one did come late because that yeah that was not that a few on, hours before the show. Yeah, that was not on the original card. But uh, anyway, we have an Owen Hart Foundation uh, tournament qualifier on the men's side: uh, Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. This match was okay. I I, I wasn't too hot on it it was just all right it was a good tv match yeah um this is where i uh my brain i'm really i don't know was... <laughs> have they have the edibles what? kicked in finally paul <laughs> oh, dude, Dave. i did kind of take another one before we started recording uh-huh. so oh yeah here we this go this is probably about the when the next dose is gonna hit moment right? oh there you, you go you probably caught me right about at that moment <laughs> Hey, wrestling podcasting. Yeah. Woo. Anyway, this this match was okay. Kyle O'Reilly gets the win. He advances into the Owen Hart Foundation uh, tournament. So I like Kyle O'Reilly a lot. I do. Yeah. I, I will say that he is the he is the good undisputed uh, guy. I do like that he uh, looks like he could uh, do like uh, surgery with with all your like he could uh, have like a like a Sid from Toy Story style kind of backyard <laughs> kind of God. situation going on. Uh, oh, so you wouldn't be surprised. Like you'd go back there and you go, oh, this is what Kyle does in his free time. Cool. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the uh, speaking of the Owen Hart tournament, something we forgot to mention uh, on Rampage will be Adam Cole and his qualifying match against Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So many things happened at once. Yeah. He is going to wrestle Tomohiro Ishii on Friday. So that'll be. That'll be interesting. Really looking forward to that. Rampage continues to be a really dope show that people should be watching. We then uh, go backstage and uh, MJF is there and he has now hired uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer to take out Wardlow. Did he hire Jake the Snake Roberts sweat? Was there a sweat bonus? Like was was Jake being paid by the ounce of sweat? Because that (laughs) man was glistening. Yes, he was. That was a moist, moist man. It, they must have been running the heat. In that Pittsburgh. was one of the dampest men. Like he was like looking like Seth Rollins out here. Ooh. My goodness! But yeah, he got a bunch of money. Look, and then Lance look, Archer was like, "I don't need money. I like to beat people up." Looking like Trump in this Piers Morgan interview that's supposed to be. Coming oh yeah, up. Uh, oh. that's funny because uh, Zoom said the same thing. Shout out to a uh, uh, host of Wrestling Brains AE Double Dudes and brand new father, the Zoom. Hey. Was just a uh, uh, little baby Zoobs just born last weekend. Right on. Speaking of babies, we get the dynamite debut of Hook Tasson, the cold hearted, handsome devil himself, against uh, Anthony Henry, who I, hey, I like. We, we like, love Anthony Henry. We, like we love Henry. the workhorsemen. Big uh, workhorsemen fans around here. Oh, man. Hook's cream trunks. Ooh. What a good look. Oh, what a good look. Too bad Impeccable. this was a complete squash because he was, beat the yeah. shit out of Anthony Henry. And Anthony Henry, uh, to his credit, took a hell of a beating. He did. Uh, and then we get Danhausen trying to. Hey, curse. you know, there is some Danhausen detractors out there as of late. And some people think maybe it's not working or maybe it isn't right. Or maybe this is misbooked. But as soon as you hear that crowd react, I think that kind of puts all that to rest. That was one of the loudest reactions of the entire show a show that featured two hometown favorites and one of them Britt fucking baker like their biggest wrestling star and she brought naji harris out with her uh and pat fryermuth like, let's not let's not forget pat fryermuth you know, yeah pat fryermuth was there too good for pat fryermuth but naji harris was there yeah and like still that crowd flipped their lids for Danhausen doing this little curse thing Dan, because Danhausen has a good thing going, and Danhausen's over, man. Danhausen is over, and if you're mad about it, you're probably going to die mad about it. This man is staying over; he's not going anywhere. Uh, Danhausen did... great at being relevant and making money and uh, uh, making people like him without like exerting himself too much, which is every wrestler's dream. Uh, people love him. So uh, we then uh, go 
backstage with Frankie Gazarian, Scorpio Sky asks Frankie Gazarian to hold off on challenging Sammy Guevara for the TNT title because uh, Scorpio Sky wants his rematch, and you know they're 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 buds. Did I miss a a a, a, a double turn at Battle no. of the Belts? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily adult. I mean, they've been planting the seeds for it, but yeah, they kind of uh, did most of the execution for it. Um, Sammy did cheat to win, right? So Sammy cheats to win. And then they did that whole gross open mouth, make out tongue kiss spot, which is disgusting. You shouldn't, I, I just look, man, I'm not like that puritanical or anything like that. Like I don't really like to kink shame, but I do not like seeing open mouth tongue swapping on television. It just, uh, no. Uh, so that's about as heel as you can go for me. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what we're doing now. And uh, we have babyface men of the year slash American top team, which is really interesting. Yeah. That, that's, Dan that's... Lambert turns out is a good babyface too. Turns out, but anyway, we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here because we also had uh, a great video promo from Thunder Rosa. That match rocked. That was I love that match. Yeah, Nyla. no, it was good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. So, uh, yeah, and then, we, uh, well, I mean, we just already kind of blew the, we just kind of blew our load about the whole Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti versus American Top Team thing. So next week we're going to Here's get- the thing, Jeff. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But I actually don't want to blow my load when Sammy and Ty are around, which, you know, you couldn't last year. I probably wouldn't have thought that. But uh, they are repellent. I want to do no load blowing. They annoy me. I, I'm much, still, I'm not, load. again, I'm still not off. You know what? <laughs> I'm still not off the Ty train, but mm, yeah. I did. I will say the, uh, the, the uh, mobsters Gumar outfit was uh, very good. I so uh, uh, respect a Ty for the fit. Uh, so next week we get a ladder match between Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara for the this was so weird because like I thought they were setting up a mixed tag match, but then they were also well, setting up a ladder match, or was were they, were they doing both? Yeah, they're, they're trying happened? to set up both. Like the, like the stipulation was like, okay, we'll do the we'll do a match next week, but you give us this mixed tag match so we can finally get Paige Paige Van Zant involved, even though they didn't say her name, but they didn't say when that was happening. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I didn't really. I wasn't following there, so I guess we'll find out when the mixed tag match happens. But also, there's a ladder match next week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. We're probably doing too many ladder matches with Sammy Guevara. We should slow that down. Yeah, but also, uh, okay. Well, I, I'm going to put a pin in this because we're going to discuss which which match should be the main event next week. So we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in this. Uh, we then get a a promo for the House of Black, and I still have no idea who the fuck they're talking about. I maybe we find out next week because he said the sun dies next week or something so like that. Fuego del Sol. <laughs> it could be Fuego All del Sol. It could Fuego be del Sol. There's a lot of remember in AEW there are a lot of wrestling sons. There are a lot of people's sons that are wrestling. Oh well, that's true too. Uh, so. There are a lot of things. It could be Brian Pillman Jr. is 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 an interesting one. Uh, it could be Brock Arnson. It could, could be. be Hook. There are many sons. There are many sons in in this company. We then get our sixth match of the evening. Uh, Danielle Camella in an Ora Hart uh, Ona Hart tournament uh, tournament qualifier. The women's bracket with the in ring return of Doctor Britt Baker. DMD. DMD. Oh, we almost got it that time. Yeah, uh, we already talked about, yeah, she comes out with uh, Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth of your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, boy, I know nothing about Danielle Kamala, but boy, uh, she was getting some heat in this one, including using a terrible towel to try to choke out Britt. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Like her walkout, like berating fans and like yelling at people was kind of nice. The match itself, uh, little I'd say lack substance overall. I think it well, I think Danielle Camilla uh, is a, probably greener than Jade Cargill's hair at this point. I, so. Yeah, I don't know how much wrestling she's done. She's a former what cheerleader and yeah, Phoenix um, Suns and gymnast as well and gymnast. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously she's got the personality there. I'm probably a pretty it's an early spot to be putting someone against someone like Britt Baker, who shout out to a, a friend of mine in a group DM described Britt Baker as, uh, you know, uh, her match being driven by her opponent. And I'd say that's mostly true. Um, 
she's she plays up to you know her to her best opponents and saying she has her best matches obviously against top level talent i mean it's not like something controversial to say but yeah. she really does like uh so the so these type of matches usually aren't her best this one wasn't here but uh excited to see more Daniel camella down the road That's I, cool. I i was honestly surprised at the amount of offense that Daniel camella got i thought this was gonna be a fucking squash i mean it was yeah, almost only what three four minutes probably right it wasn't very long no no it went to a picture in picture did they? God, yeah. Man, I'm yeah. so high, Joe. Yeah, this, yeah, that one went to a picture-in-picture. Oh, picture. Oh. Um, that means nothing. And uh, and you know, so Britt, of course, does get the win using a Steelers glove for the uh, for the lockjaw. So, hey, how about that? Uh, we then get a Britt Baker promo where she continues to run down the rest of the women's division. So He really needed to, like, catch her breath before she started this promo because it felt like she was like a breath behind the whole time. And she never gave herself time to catch yeah. up. And she felt like, I don't know if the match like winded her necessarily or anything, but she just didn't give herself enough time to breathe before she started. And she could never really catch up. And yeah. it's like, yeah. And all, so that like kind of gave, it gave the promo kind of a weird energy. So I, so are we going to, so now, now she's called out Jay Cargill now. So uh Yeah. So the, 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 there be some seeds. Seeds be, there be getting seeds be getting planted. Be getting planted, and then we get a video promo hyping a match for next week. Uh, a Philadelphia street fight between Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb to end the feud. Oh my goodness! Now here's the the the, the pin I wanted to, to mention. What match main events next week? Is it this one or is it the uh, the ladder match? Probably this one. No, no, because the ladder match is probably going to be for the TNT title, right? Yeah, but they can match. So but they can lights out. Championship match. But they can lights out this one too. Uh, if they say it's a lights out match, then yes, I would imagine it to be the main event. Now I'll tell you which may, what should be the main event next week is neither of those two matches. It should be Dax versus Cash. But that match is going to be that match is, is going to slap is. that that match that is, match because I don't think there's going to be a better wrestling match on that show. That, that, so I say you. My guess is that one probably opens the show, right? But that, I think that, it should be it should close. right. So that's going to be the ECW match that is the Dimalenko versus Chris Benoit ECW right. match, right, right. not the not the you know insane in, insane you know ECW match, right? But. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I know we're a little ahead of ourselves there, but that's a main event. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that that's gonna be a that's gonna be fun next week. And then we get our main event of this evening, a coffin match between Darby Allen and Andrade Yeah, that's right. It's El a coffin Hilo. match because I've been coughing from smoking on that loud pack. Yeah, oh. you, you've been coughing all you've been coughing Whoa. all the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, matter of fact, twenty plays it. Yeah, a little, uh, little behind the scenes. Paul nearly died watching during this match. Uh, but I lived. For, did I die though? But did I die? I don't know. You're getting a little more pale as we talk. Discuss. But did I? But did <laughs> I? Die? Okay, yeah, I might be dead. Yeah, he might, true. <laughs> he that's might true. Be, I might be. A this ghost. might be the last episode of Boom Goes the Dynamite, folks. Uh, Only my, half of me is a ghost, like Darby Allen. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what? A, let, let's face it. the The biggest moment of the match was Steve Stinger, a sixty. 16- well, the biggest moment of anything Steve Stinger has been involved with has been Steve Stinger because Steve Stinger fucking rules, Jeff. We love Steve Stinger. He's he, the he, man. He's so cool. He's, he's so awesome. Of, he's having the time of his sixty odd, sixty two year old life. I think. were sixty three. Yeah, this is a man who is like this is a guy who can get like AARP. Uh, this is a guy who could go get 10% off on his moons over Miami. <laughs> this, like, this is a man who could like go walk around the mall before they open and still get a coffee. <laughs> and he's jumping off of fucking balconies. He's jumping off of balconies, getting full extension. Oh, he's taking off masks and he's revealing <laughs> the same paint. He did the thing with the mat. He did the thing. He did the thing. This is like what the third the third company he's done the thing. Well, this is the second time he's done it here. Oh, he's already done right. the thing oh, here that's once. That's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so he this, did. So he's done this now. Yeah, he's done this in WCW, in Impact, and now in AEW twice at least. And they did, and they didn't do it in New York. They had him in New York and didn't do it. 
well, you know what? We we could go on and on about the missed opportunities New York has had to be Especially a better with, to, Steve, with Steve Stinger in particular to, 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 story of to be a better company creatively, and they just choose not well, to. I don't think you'll be getting that anytime soon. So uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can't really review this match. I mean, let's face it, the 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 spot with Steve Stinger was the highlight of the match. Everything else, it was cool. The the ending. I thought the finish was really good. The finish was really that 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 spear out into the the coffin. Jose, turns out Jose is fucking jacked. This was a yeah. big surprise. Who knew? Jose is cut up. Like Jose took his shirt off so he could take the tax spot. He is shredded. Who the fuck knew? So that's cool. I'd like to see Jose fight more. I'm, I'm, in, I'm down with that. Jose just became a much more interesting character to me. Goodness gracious, <laughs> me. You know, I, th- I mean, yeah, probably a little too much extra stuff like early in the match, right? Like just all the private yeah. party stuff and all the other guys getting involved and all the sort of uh, all, all that nonsense going on. Uh, but no, I thought I thought it it shaped up into a decent little casket match. Nothing perfect. I think, you know, using a something like a coffin match for something like this, where it's just like going to be OK, I think is a, a waste of the the gimmick. So I don't necessarily think we need to be doing this, but it was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was all right. Yep. I mean, yeah, Andre, it was, it Andrade's was run continues to be like good, but underwhelming when you think about exactly what he's capable. Like, you just know there's so much more there that we haven't gotten or we haven't tapped into yet in AEW. And I know a lot of fans keep waiting for it. I hope we can move forward from this and find something for him on the next run and buy double or nothing that he has something he can really sink his teeth into. Yep. No, I'm with you. And uh, with that, we end this 420 edition of AEW Dynamite. 420 plays it, legalize it, don't criticize it. Uh, Paul, go ahead and plug yourself. You can follow me on Twitter at Cool Step Uncle or at Twitch, twitch.tv slash Thick Flare, all C's, no K's. Uh, every Monday, you can find me on Wrestling Brain uh, for first contact. That is twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. That's at noon Eastern. Uh, and of course, this very podcast is on Twitter, and you can follow it at BGTD Podcast. Uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter, or follow my personal account, GD Wessel. Uh, those accounts are merging by May 1st, I promise this time. Uh, Whoa. I, I have a big promise is kept. That's right. Until I forget about it, and then. <laughs> You know, we, we just do this. Again wow. Wow. Them. Just like just like those dang politicians. Yep, that's right. Uh, with that in mind, I don't have anything. Oh, wait, I do have something to plug. Uh, busting balls. Oh. Uh, we uh, actually did a full episode of busting balls and Bust those uh, balls. Yeah, we talked about that Champions League match from last week. So, hey, the footies. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, hey, Arsenal won today four to two against Chelsea. That was cool. I liked watching that. That was fun. Oh, uh, shout out Detroit City FC for beating Columbus Crew. Hey, there you go. A little little underdog Detroit City FC playing out of Hamtramck. Hometown boys. Yep. And meanwhile, Chicago Fire lost to a third division club. (laughs) Hey, MLS team's getting embarrassed. You love to see it. Hey, Uh, Paul, any last words? You, You ever listen to a podcast, Jeff? You ever listen to a podcast? You ever listen to a podcast on weed? (laughs) We'll see you next week.